When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joshua. Oh, it's been a while. We've been off uh, making plans, doing, doing, uh, uh, being gay and doing crime. Yes, we're making evil <laughs> plans. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's good to be back. And this is a very special episode. One, it's like not even a Monday we're releasing this. It just feels random, but it's not. It all, it all makes sense. Uh well, it will make sense, I guess, is the point. Anyways, this is a very, very special episode. You'll notice today, dear listener, that uh, we're talking about a film that's not a horror film. Well, at least not for normal people. I I maybe found it a bit horrifying, but that's here nor there. Uh, the point is, is that we're very, very, very excited to announce the launch of our Patreon. Yay! Yay! We're doing it! Finally! Yes, we have actually been working on this for a long time, talking about it, thinking of things, and we finally hit on an idea and hit on, you know, stuff that would make it worth it and valuable to you, our dear, dear, dear listener and so we're very very excited to tell you all about it today and you know you'll be able to find links and all of that kind of stuff in the show notes of course uh but yeah so we have uh officially launched and we have four exciting tiers that you can join at different levels different um you know zhuzh at each level i guess <laughs> depending on Depending on on what. So, uh, you know, today's episode, we're just that's what we're doing. This is just full on uh, shameless self-promotion. Give us your coins. Imagine we're sashaying and shimmying and you're giving us dollar bills, (laughs) Uh, which is actually a good place to start. So, Joe, why don't you take it away? And you tell you tell you tell those viewers at home about our first tier. (laughs) Well, hi, gays. (laughs) Happy. Uh, oh, it's also Pride Month, right? So happy Pride it is Month! Pride Month, yes. Support yes, we are now officially in it. Support <laughs> queer creators by joining our Patreon. Um, yeah. Oh my so- gosh, it's almost as if we planned the <gasps> what <laughs> the grand design. Um, so the first tier um, is our PTA Booster Club. Uh, this is a one dollar a month tier for you know one dollars a month you. You give us your general support, and we also will subscribe you to our monthly newsletter. 
So yes. we are going to have a newsletter. We're cre- we like, as if we didn't have more to do. Um, <laughs> we are doing more things. Well, more like it is well, more like Joshua needs things to do in between um, before he goes off to grad school. So <laughs> he needed to. So we're establishing time. those habits now. We're we're getting all that stuff in now. That way, it'll be easier. Exactly. Than starting it then. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, the first, you know, the first newsletter is already ready to go. So you can go ahead, you can subscribe to that and get all that. And yeah, that uh, PTA Booster Club, we're thinking like, you know, like the P flag, you know, the moms, you bake, bake sale, you know, yeah. you're just happy. You buy a to, cookie for a dollar. There you go. You're just happy to, to, to hear us doing this uh, each, each week in your earballs. And we really, really appreciate, uh, you know, that's a little, like a drag tip. I like mm-hmm. it. <laughs> exactly. Give us a tip. Give us a, give us a little tip. Um, Joshua, you want to do the second level or should I? Oh, I sure. You know, I think I'll do the second level because I want you to talk about the next, the, the last two. Okay. Uh, this is us <laughs> producing the podcast in real time. Live. Uh, <laughs> live, live. We we do this. Even though we'd already figured this out before, but now we're changing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Take it away. Tell the listeners what they could win. <laughs> so it, at the second level, which is our $5 a month level, it's you're auditing the course. You're just auditing the course. Um, so it includes everything at the first level, but you also get access to the up and coming Fright School Book Club, uh, our uh, up and coming Discord channel. So if you don't know what Discord is, uh, we will explain that to you later because... <laughs> We are still trying to figure out, I am still trying to, I'll speak from the eye, I am still trying to figure out to make sure I fully comprehend it, but it'll be a way for us to interact with everybody in like a, you know, confined, curated fright school space. There we um, go. Exactly. Tell us about the nice book club, Joshua. Space. So the book club, yes, we're going to do every other month. So it'll start in July. So you'll have all of June to read the book. So don't come to class unprepared. You have a full month to read the book. Uh, so yeah, every other month we will do, uh, we'll read a book and we'll, do, we'll chat about it. And sometimes the books may have something to do with uh, the Fright School theme of the, of the month. Uh, so that's a hint children uh because the very first book we're going to do is uh by mallory omira it's called the lady from the black lagoon all about melissa patrick's uh contribution to the legendary design of the gill man from the creature from the black lagoon so that's gonna be our first book and you can read about the second book in the newsletter if you sign up <laughs> and for this first uh, book i September. will read it you should joe it's gonna I be i will fun. read it yeah, I I've just put it off a very long time, but uh, I thought you know maybe that's a hint for something we might be watching in July, uh, you know, dear listener. Uh, so yeah, pick up a copy of the book and uh, read it, and then join me. We'll just sit and chat about books and be literary. It'll be fun, <laughs> literary. <laughs> And then, yes, the Discord. And you will also, at the $5 level, we're going to post some uh, more video content of our, like, regular episodes. So you'll have access to that, too, which will be super fun. You can see this happening live, which actually you can't see right now, this part of the show. But if you subscribe to Patreon, you can see our Encanto chat. Right, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You'll be able to see it. It'll be a thing. Figuring this out. All right. So then our next uh, our next level will be the full-time load. 
So full-time tuition, full-time load. Joe came up with that uh, (laughs) title, of course. And so you get everything that we've already talked about. Plus, this is very, very exciting. Access to our brand new secret show, the After Fright School special. So uh, twice a month, Joe is going to sit in the professor's chair and take us on a journey of a film that he likes. Mostly stuff that's going to be like a little family friendly, maybe. But, you know, it's it's going it's to be very different. Uh, most of the films are films I have never seen. So he's torturing me already. I'll tell you, kids, I've already watched three movies uh, for 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 this uh, show, and it's awful. I now understand how Joe has felt all these years. Um, one of them in particular, I feel, makes up for the horrors of Inside. Uh, I don't think I ever have to what? apologize again for <laughs> for making Joe watch that film. And in fact, I may make him watch Martyrs now um, so that he understands the pain I have from watching one of these movies. But you'll have to hear all about that over on the Patreon at the $10 level. So the other cool thing about this level is if you stay continuously subscribed for six months, we're going to send you some Fright School supplies. So something cool, a little merch package uh, we're putting together uh, for, for, for people who, you know, commit to supporting the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we want to uh, see you wear some Fright School flair. <laughs> should we make, we should get a pennant? <laughs> yeah, so we get like a little, little pennant. It'll be like all, it'll be all ratted and look like it was mauled by a bear or something like that. Or some sort of, <laughs> some sort of covered in blood. Yes. Uh, more production as as we do the show live and then finally our last uh tier is called the faculty lounge this is for twenty dollars a month you'll get everything we've already talked about plus you can join us once a month for a fun you know uh video chat hangout uh you know we want to know what you think of the show what you think of horror what you think of other things you know we're very interested in uh in the people who listen to this show what you think of joshua's Uh, face (laughs) joshua's nails joshua's outfit Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's that's what this whole thing is. It's just to it's just to talk about me. No, this is for you. This is our dear faculty. We're holed up in the faculty lounge. There are zombie children at the door. Uh, you know, what is that? Cooties. It's, Cooties. You know, it, it's that sort of situation. And we're just we need to get to know each other before the end of the world comes. Uh, and you will also if you subscribe for six straight months, we'll send you a deluxe Fright School Supply merch bundle. So we are uh, super excited. We do have some cool ideas for that. Yeah. Um, for, you know, for our dear listeners who have supported us and listened to this show for so long and uh, are now, you know, helping support our show in different ways. So we can continue to grow, continue to do other cool stuff that we love to do, keeping this going. So it's the difference that, between uh, shopping at the dollar store versus shopping at like a Target. <laughs> so... <laughs> Just keep for that in what? mind. What you, for the for the, supplies, for the school oh. supplies. For the school supplies. No, no, we're trying to bring quality. But I will say this: you know, supporting us uh, on Patreon. You know, you could go out. You can get you know your your horror commentary at the dollar store, or you could support. <laughs> you could support queer content creators. Yes, you could support us <laughs> directly uh, by by throwing us some coins, and we'll. You know, we, we've got some cool stuff planned. So I'm uh, very, very excited uh, to finally do this. And we do want to meet, you know, more of you and chat with you. And uh, yeah, so hopefully you'll check it out and and you'll join us. Join this mad, <laughs> mad house. Join us here in the West Craven Memorial Library. 
it more intimately, of more, course, yes, right? More Jen? intimately. <laughs> ah, sorry, I had a sip of my tea. We've done a lot of talking today already. <laughs> All righty. So anything else, Joe? I think you covered it. Um, so right. to well, give you a little taste. Yes, uh, that's, that's exactly where I was going. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> uh, so to give you a little taste, we are actually going to release on the main feed uh, our Encanto chat. Encanto? Yeah. Encanto? Encanto, I think it is. Encanto. Why are you asking me? You're, you are supposed to be in charge of these now. These are your ch- picks. Uh, but yeah, this is just a preview of what, uh, of what After Fright School Special will will be like. Don't you just and love how bossy he is, even though it's supposed to be my picks? <laughs> right, but you don't know how to say them, apparently. No. Uh, I love that. Um, I love that for you, Joe. I love that journey for you. Uh, and all the people who worked so hard, the thousands of creators that worked on Encanto and uh you're just, we're just butchering the pronunciation of it uh but no the point is is that yes you can listen to that conversation here or if you subscribe on patreon ten dollars a month you can see us talk about it mm-hmm. and uh other fun films we'll have Encanto's uh, Unc- the first one we'll have two more coming out this month so you're gonna get actually three videos this month so you want to check it out patreon.com slash fright school and all those details will also be in the notes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and on all of our social media, you'll find it. If you listen to us, you will find it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, without further ado, uh, here's me um, hating on a movie that seems universally adored. <laughs> After the break. <laughs> oh my gosh we didn't even talk about how we're gonna start it's okay listen we're already off to like a terrible start dear listener dear watcher if you're one of our patreon subscribers you get to see this mess yay <laughs> no i was thinking that this would that you would be the one to say welcome and all okay of that. well, that well <laughs> okay cool well this is this is just special for the patreon right this is you're watching the sausage get made there we go. Um, so we'll do this again. So okay. hello, everyone out there in Patreon land. Um, thank you so much for coming and for giving us your monies. Um, <laughs> we we appreciate your coins. And for that, we are going to give you some extra delectable content. Um, welcome to After Fright School. <laughs> yes, the After Fright School special. It's, yes. it's, it's like it's ABC. It's the 70s. Uh, you know. You're, you're although we're trying to be feel good with these movies so it's not gonna really feel like you know the after school specials of like of that time because when i was growing up it was like eating disorders addiction you know those sorts of things but this yeah. is going to be a little because we already deal with all that on fright school this will be more the feel good version and uh go ahead <laughs> or at least it'll be more irreverent um there we go <laughs> we won't be as serious i mean like you know I was going to say we the the movie we're talking about today deals with some pretty heavy themes but we can we'll we'll talk true. about yeah we'll talk about it a little bit yeah so we just thought this would be fun so Joe is uh choosing movies that I've never seen for the most part we're going to play with the format a little bit this is the you know this is only the very first episode so we're figuring it out uh yeah. you know I'm sure by the the third or fourth we'll <laughs> We'll know what we're doing. Uh, but the idea behind this is that, yeah, we're just flipping the Fright School script. You know, Joe's picking things. Uh, a lot of these movies I've never seen that uh, that are on the list so far. There's going to be a few that I have that I love or that match our 
you know, fright school theme of the month, whatever that may be. Uh, and some of them are just going to be things that Joe wants to torture me with. And I'm going to try to do my best not to um, ruin the fun for for Disney and for uh, all the all of those. What else is like Pixar? I don't know. I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you'll do your best, but like you also are you. And oh yeah, you know, yeah, you know. You should see in... this list of of notes I have. Oh my lord, in This is supposed to be only half an hour. Uh... I know, I know. We're gonna get, we're gonna get through it. <laughs> so okay. you, you chose Encanto. I see your background. Yes, this is Casa Madrigal. What it was. <laughs> oh it's yes, like... the five hour long opening song, letting us know who everyone is at breakneck speed. Had to um, down. <laughs> I've. First of all, dear listener, dear watcher, I I literally like Joshua and I have been met for like half an hour before recording this, and he is just telling me now that he recognizes where this is from, which means that he just thinks that my Zoom background is like a rainbow and a multicolored house in Colombia. It tracks. Uh, it tracks. It's very gay. <laughs> it, apparently so all right yes excuse me i'm just looking up the uh wikipedia for encanto because i've already forgotten everyone's names and all the actors and all the characters so i want to um, make sure i've already, you know, I'm already that's blocking a good it idea <laughs> i should probably do the same um i mean you didn't memorize that song where you know they basically explain everybody uh like you said it's the five hour long song about the casa madrigal it was so fast it was like here's every fucking body who lives in this village you know it, it, it gave me um you know, Belle, Beauty and the Beast, which I have seen, you know, the Bonjour opening, like there goes, you know, everybody that lives here and their jobs. This is what they do. <laughs> but as Joshua has already highlighted, we are talking about the uh, 20, hold on, I'm just 2021 American Disney animated film Encanto, uh, which centers around this family, the Madrigal family. Uh, and the special abilities that they have uh, due to a miracle <laughs> that happened um, when their patriarch like gave his life fleeing from what I'm assuming was some sort of like fas- fascistic government. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love this. Once again, we get to visit, uh, you know, uh, uh, this is vague Colombia. Uh, yes. You know, we've been to vague South America, but right. but it's Colombia, but it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in vague Colombia. Yes. Yeah, terrible thing has happened. And, you know, people are dead. Some sort of, you know, civil war. Or I was reading about it because I was like, um, I think that's one of the one of my uh, complaints is I, I saw a lot of like probably a lot of white people writing like, this is so great. It like explores Colombia. I'm like, does it, does it really? <laughs> Maybe if you're Colombian, you would notice because I don't think it like lived up to like educating. Cause I'm like, this was a really good opportunity that if, that if um, Disney wanted to like center this in an actual like conflict in Colombia that happened, they could have educated about it and like said explicitly what it was. Uh, Cause there was, a, there were like civil wars. There were also, you know, other, um, you know, invasions, like every fucking place. Uh, but I, I read that because he was trying to talk to them, like, you know, he comes up, he's ta- that the assumption is it was some sort of civil uh, war because he knew the people. Um, well, yeah, but they didn't I, really clarify. Well, like, so speaking of civil war, right? Like I was thinking El Salvador because like there was mm. a very bloody civil war in El Salvador and it kind of made more sense to me in that regard. Yeah. Um, but 
again, like, you know, we're in vague, <laughs> we're in vague, vague like, Latinidad. <laughs> right, exactly. Vague. <laughs> Which Disney excels at, you know, they really do. Vague France, vague, yeah. you know, where. Because they never really <laughs> say where they are, because like, even in Beauty in and the Beast. They, Joe, they ne- they're in a not pay attention? <laughs> they're in Encanto. <laughs> Um, so we're watching Encanto. I, um, I watched it for the first time earlier this year and I was telling Joshua, I was like, Joshua, you really need to watch this. And he's like, no, Disney missed me with that mess. Um, there isn't an Ursula, there isn't anything about death and dying. And I'm like, yeah, but you need to watch it. And then you can like, it's existentially horrific. Right. Um, and yeah, so, I, that's yeah. one of the things I wrote, like toxic families and trauma. Uh, I love that. There's lots of that going on here. <laughs> I mean, so let's just get into it. Um, Joshua, as we do when uh, Joe is in the driver's seat, um, which is completely against the Fright School type, uh, we'll ask Joshua what he thought about it since he had never seen it before. So Joshua, what did you think of Encanto? <laughs> I, uh, well, I definitely probably won't watch it again. <laughs> I don't, I wrote things like, you know, I kind of miss like the old Disney animation, you know, like the hand-drawn. Cause like I, I did watch some Disney movies growing up. Some that we'll, we'll talk on here that we're like, hand, you know, talk about on here that were like hand animated, you know, or like stuff from like this, like I like the way like 101 Dalmatians look. So first of all, watching it and I haven't really watched a Disney animated film. Cause this is like the 60th anime mm-hmm. under that umbrella i haven't watched a new one in many many years so uh at least that i can remember uh so one right off the bat like the cgi kind of the computer animated look of it like bothered me uh the dance sequences were really good though i did wrote that write that down there was some really cool like choreography and dancing yeah. and things like that that i that i really enjoyed uh the music you know i'm not a lynn um manuel miranda is that it Yes. Yes. Okay. Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Sorry, I I did I did not like Hamilton. I'm not a fan of his. So I thought the music felt very like there was nothing memorable to me. Um, like none of the songs. I didn't have any of them stuck in my head after. And like I do enjoy like a lot of the music that Disney has done. Well, that's see, we're gonna get into a whole thing here because it's like. You Don't know, say things you can't take back. <laughs> well, it's exactly because, but it's like, it's specific. It's like, I enjoy Elton John. I enjoy the soundtrack of the Lion King. I enjoy Howard Ashman and, you know, Alan Menken writing the little mermaid. They wrote little shop of horrors. So, you know, there, there are things, there are Disney like songs that really stand out. Colors of the wind from Pocahontas. We'll see, you name for nothing. Both, first of all, you name three gay men. And right. I'm like, this again <laughs> is Joshua Miss Andre informing um, his taste level because, as we all know, Lin Manuel Miranda is a you know cis heterosexual man. Right. Um, so. I, you know, I didn't even really think about it. I guess I just was like nothing. I I didn't like walk around humming anything after. Like I expected to. I expected that if nothing else, I thought like the music would really stick, yeah. you know, there'd be but, like an earworm or something. Yeah. Like but that. they kind of, I just felt that they all kind of sounded a lot of like, you know, either like sped up or slowed down versions of the same kind of song. Um, you know, even the Bruno, no, no thing didn't like stick with me. And again, that, that might just be, I'm defective, you know, cause I know people love it. I know people are out there singing all the songs from Encanto. Like it's the best thing they've ever heard. And I, I'm not taking it away from them. Just same for me kind of fell a little flat. Also, they got magic 
and they're like healing people. And like, listen, representation is awesome. I am blind as a fucking whatever. I wear glasses. I wear contacts without them. I cannot see if my mother had like magic powers of healing. I mean, I've spent thousands of dollars in my life on glasses and contacts. So I would have fixed that. (laughs) I'm like, why does this girl wear glasses when people have met? Like I would have healed that, you know? So that bothered me a little bit. And I, again, I read stuff like, oh, people see themselves. And I saw lots of pictures of little girls with glasses, like all happy about um, what's her name, Mirabelle having her glasses. So again, so I'm, <laughs> but I was just sitting there thinking practically like my mother would have loved that. Cause it would have saved us a fortune as poor people. Uh, glasses I, are expensive. I freaking, <laughs> first of uh, Joshua, I love you. I love how your brain works. Um, you know, people who wear glasses aren't essential. I mean, like, I guess, uh, well, uh, here's the thing, right? Glasses are a glasses are are an accommodation for a disability that's become so normalized right. that it's more fashion. It's become so normalized that it's like, oh, there's a fashion aspect to it than a functional yeah. aspect to it, right? So, yeah, I think maybe that's what they were playing with. But like thinking about it, I'm like, you're completely right. It's like I'm making an arepa that is going to like you know heal your paper cut. What does she need to like? How come she hasn't like you know? made <laughs> made it so that way Mirabelle doesn't have to wear these green glasses but again this is also one of those situations where it's like oh she's the outcast of the family so she right. has to wear glasses. has to wear glasses she's got no powers like you yeah know, she's just a, a loser <laughs> yeah she's just a loser because she wears glasses <laughs> and again I don't um, want to like sorry I don't mean to misspeak and like you know needing glasses but like I could not operate in life without them you know, yeah, and yeah. a lot of people mm-hmm. couldn't. A lot of people can't drive without their glasses. Yeah. It's like on your license, right? If you can't, you know, mm-hmm. like people know. So it's like, I'm just thinking about like, you know, how, just how expensive it is and how like detrimental it is to like lose your glasses. So it just feels like in this situation, you know, you might, maybe they had, maybe they wanted to fix that, but I don't know. Maybe there's some magical person that can make glasses with their magic. And so they never paid for them once. So it's fine. And she is very fashionable. Everybody, like the colors of this movie are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, clothing, you know, like the design on it is, is, is fantastic. I read a whole article about, um, it was like 21 things that you missed in Encanto if you're not from Colombia or know about like the, and there was lots of cool like details in that, in that way that like, and I know Disney is good at that. Um, you know, taking and putting little things in and hiding stuff, you know, like there's something about like the way the grandmother points, she makes like a, uh, a hand gesture that's like apparently, Mm -hmm. you know, very, and like the cousin does some, some hand gesture that's like just for a second, but it's like, it adds these sort of layers. So, you know, I get that. Um, You know, there, there are lots of things to enjoy here, Uh, (laughs) but yeah, I, I just, um, you know, these kinds of things just aren't, they're just not for me. <laughs> it's that critical eye that suspect. I mean, like, I'm just thinking about, you know, like the, 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 the attention to detail that Disney has with like hand gestures and like the inclusion of like, um, like Peppa's husband is, mm-hmm. is like noticeably like Afro Latino. Right. And, right. Um, and then you have like Camilo, their son, and like the curly hair of it all, Antonio, the curly hair of it all, that like signals to that part of Latinidad that, um, which is interesting because like Lin-Manuel Miranda has been called out with, when 
um, in the Heights came out of how like there was no Afro Latinidad representation, Afro Latino right, representation, right. and I feel like that that you know because of Colombia's history and you know because of Colombia's history and like the enslavement of Africans that ended up in Colombia because of colonization and the slave trade, so like they're they're putting that in there. But again, like we can't you know glasses like we. <laughs> We can't, we can't, you're looking like all of those details aside, did anyone, well, who was, where was the intern that was just like, um, if her mom can heal everybody, then why is she still wearing glasses? <laughs> and again, I mean, you know, not to take away from people who are wearing glasses and seeing themselves in the movie. I just, you know, and again, there were other, like, there were other, yeah. for me, logical, like problems. And it, there's like, 20 people on the story, like in the opening where it's like story by, and it's like a huge list of people, you know, it's like a modern day pop song with 70 producers and it's still, you know, C, you know, it's in the key of C or G and four B, you know, uh, four, four timing, you know, it's boring. So it's like, there are things in the, in the, in the story that I'm like, okay, so the powers represent like their trauma bond, you know, of this terrible thing that happened and like, they're all using their powers to like cover up or, or, you know, or deal with like stuff. Uh, so when like the magic fails, it like gets them to like heal some of this stuff, but then the whole thing's about getting the magic back, which actually might be harming them. So I don't know. You know, there were things that I was like, I'm confused about <laughs> what message I was supposed to take away, you know, with poison Ivy, she Hulk and like the game is boy. I don't know if he <laughs> to be gay. But that's kind of what I'm calling them in my mind, it, you know. Um, <laughs> although I did like that too. What's her name? Louis, Louisa? Louisa, yes. Yeah, Louisa. I, you know, I, I did read uh, an article about her representation for women, you know, who are like strong women or who are, you know, muscular or who have like different body types, like the importance of seeing somebody like, like her on screen. Uh, so I did, I did enjoy that as well. Like there are things to take away from here that, you know, again, like movies that we love that we look back on and we're like, this movie is terrible, but it helped me see something in myself or it helped me, you know, get, you know, get somewhere, you know? So that, mm-hmm. that's the thing here. There's going to be things in this movie that, you know, a critical eye might be like, well, that's kind of like me talking about the glasses thing, you know, where somebody else is going to be, who's made fun of every day for glasses is now like, well, the hero of this movie has glasses, you know? So and there might be a connection made there that I, I don't want to rob children of as much as I dislike children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want them to suffer unnecessarily. <laughs> okay. I also enjoyed the, all of a sudden it became like black Christmas, you know, the boy uh, people under the stairs, like there's a man living in the wall, uh, which again, I was confused by because the, the, the sister is like, Oh yeah, I heard him. I, he's, I've always heard him. I'm like, What? <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, she she can hear things very far. Like, she has very good hearing. No, I know. But then why is it like such a it's that was just a weird thing where she's just been walking around for 30 years or however long he's been living in the wall. Like, oh, there's a man living in the wall. But I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe she just doesn't know that he's in the wall, but she yeah. can hear him. And it's like, oh, I guess I can hear Bruno. But yeah, I don't know. That was weird. no. But she explicitly said like, well, yeah, I've always known he was there or whatever. Um, That that was weird. But anyways, I did enjoy that turn uh because it did remind me of a horror movie i'm like oh this is great he's just living in the walls with his rat friends popping out of things in the house i, I just 
yeah, that that whole sequence. And that was John Leguizamo, who I do. Yeah. I enjoy. Uh, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> you know what movie I paired this with? Oh, no. What? So I watched Encanto. Spawn. And because no, because John Leguizamo was in it, it reminded me because of like the toxic family and like the trauma and all of that. It reminded me of his Broadway uh, show Freak. Oh, yeah. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen John Leguizamo's Freak? Uh, I think I have. I have oh, the script somewhere. Yeah, it's so delightful. Again, lots of. I mean, it was 1998. Lots of stuff in it that's like, ooh, this is not holding up to today. But just the way that he does the story about, like, you know, the trauma of, of like family and like history and all of these sorts of things, kind of, and how they play out in our lives. Uh, so I watched that after this because I was like, oh, this makes me want to watch that again. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, I. Um, I don't know. I was just like, when he popped out, like it, when it, like he's been living in the wall, I was like, okay, this movie is something else. <laughs> this is doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> I mean, so, okay. A couple of things. Let's talk about the fact that the house is a sentient house. Right. So like it's a smart created, home. <laughs> it's a smart home it's created by, it's a smart home created by magic. Um, but, but, but beyond that too, it's like, you know, every, when you, um, when you come into your powers, you get like a door in the house. That's your room that like, you know, opens. Yeah. The TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, the TARDIS it. home. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> so, I, okay. So of the powers that were represented, which one would you want the most? Which one do you feel like you would identify with? Or do you think that like, you know, the Madrigal miracle would give you a different power. <laughs> I'd get some lame power, you know, like, again, like, um, you know, what was it we talked about with like the, with thinner, <laughs> get some kind of lame power. The that's not to, like, useful. The ability to like over, over explain things to people. Right. Exactly. Which I mean, Hey, I'm already, I'm already crushing that. Uh, I don't know of, of theirs, of theirs, powers i think luisa's would be very uh helpful to have um i would just i would punch every nazi out there uh without fear of repercussion because what are they mm-hmm. gonna do um, you would like reroute rivers yeah <laughs> you know just change reshape the world i love she's like picking up stone steps bridges and tossing them around i mean she's doing it uh you know i i, I thought that was very useful uh I mean, shape-shifting, always fun. You know, I always, like, I was thinking about when the little boy gets the uh, power to speak to animals. Like, that's super problematic to me in in movies, or in sh- especially if, like, people are eating meat. Because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I, I feel like you would just be inundated with animals. Like, stop murdering us, please. Like, that's my, you know, cousin over there on the table. Like, I just feel like that would get really out of hand really quickly that's where my brain went with that one i'm like uh oh um i don't think i want to talk to animals uh again and that might just be like the guilt guilty conscious of it would just be a lot of screaming in the slaughterhouse to be like no yeah yeah it would be really horrifying especially for like a little child i don't think that that's good um i don't think that's a i don't think that's a valuable power to have uh would drive you insane uh listening to every animal uh talk um, well, on that listening to everybody with um, uh, what is her name uh, with uh, uh, Julieta? No, not Julieta. Um, oh my! See, see, I don't even know all of them. Um, right. Whoever the one is that like can listen to people, like has good hearing, like that would drive me insane. 
just being able to hear everybody's thoughts and not, and, and, you know, this like panopticon, <laughs> like I can hear, I can hear everybody's thoughts. Oh my gosh. What is her name? She's not even on here. She's Peppa's daughter. Yeah. Julia is the mother, right? Dolores. Uh, She's Dolores. Oh, okay. There we go. Sure. I, I, uh, oh Yeah. Super hearing. Oh, she's a cousin, not a sister. Yeah, she's a cousin. She's Peppa. Um, she's Peppa's daughter. So she, right. she, and Camilo and Antonio are all re- our brother and sister. Um, because it's just the two. It's the two girls of the of the triplets that have children. Bruno's not with anybody. Right. Okay. There we go. Oh my gosh. We need a family tree. We need that song again to explain <laughs> things to us. Uh, I enjoyed Maluma. In, in two seconds of you yes. know talking, I watched his uh, concert where Madonna showed up. Uh, that was quite something. Um, so you know, there we go. Was, I, were you waiting <laughs> for like you know like Madam X? You know, one, two, one, two. Yeah, we stayed up really late <laughs> waiting for her to show up because it was like a five-hour ordeal. Uh, Wilmer Valderrama popping in—that was cool. Yes. Do Do you also love how like the men took? Well, the men have taken the Madrigal name uh, because, like, Madrigal is the is the is Abuela's name, you know. It's but like the men have are listed as having taken, even though they've married into the family, they are under the Madrigal umbrella. So, you know, it implies matri- uh, matrilinear um, yeah. inheritance, which is really great. Yeah, you know what? I just remembered the the actual first thought I had <laughs> watching this movie. Um, after like the Disney, the animation thought was, um, and this is like real, like right at the beginning with Abuela um, Alma, I was like, how are they going to blame all this on her? Like whatever <laughs> goes wrong is going to be her fault. You just wait and see. And then it was, <laughs> I knew that was coming like from a mile away. I was like, somehow like the trauma and all of like the, the stuff is going to be her fault. And it might be because I'm really, um, uh, my last uh, research paper that I wrote uh, was about like horror and conduct disorder, which is like, it's a, a developmental disorder of, you know, just of kids being bad. Uh, and a lot of times mothers get blamed, especially within the horror film. So I was just immediately like, how are the mothers going to be at fault for everything that's happening in this movie? Uh, and then it was at the end, it's like, she just holds them too tightly. You know, she just expects too much. And all this is her fault. <laughs> That might not be exactly a fair assessment, but to some degree, you know, it came back to her having to realize that she like, you know, her trauma response is, is not healthy. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, right? So like, you know, every Disney, there's always some sort of villain, um, either, you know, if we're talking uh, villainized and, and codified as queer, you know, coded as queer or whatever, but in in a Disney animated film, uh, this is the first one where there's like no kind of, there's no defined villain per yeah. se that, and I, cause the whole time I'm, so the whole time I'm watching this, I was like, is the villain Abuela? <laughs> right. Like, is she the one who, you know, because, and, and again, it, it goes to what you, exactly what you said. It's like, she loves them. She loves them too t- tightly. She is too concerned with that, um, with that expectation of like what their reputation from the outward sense is like, and they have to keep it all together because the Encanto, the town relies on them so much. Yeah. So it's very like, I resonate with that a lot. Um, And that idea of like, you know, people's expectation um, it's all self-imposed. 
right? It's right. all it's all self-imposed. It's nothing that um it's nothing that they uh it's nothing that is like an actual concern. It's just like, you know, we have created this position for ourselves. Um and in the end, like I really didn't want them to get their powers back, but I mean, it's Disney, so of course, you know, we have to set up a sequel so that way right. we have to, you know, they they get their powers back. But I also kind of wanted, like, I kind of wanted Mar- Mirabelle to get a power too. Like, if you were going to mm. do that, then why not we also like give her some sort of power? And I wonder right. if that's going to be, I wonder if that's going to be a sequel. Yeah, yeah, probably like, uh, you know, there's got to be a reason that she doesn't have one. And, you know, it's because it's some sort of, you know, I mean, again, she was playing a role in like, uh, see, again, this is the problem with movies that have like prophecies, or like visions of things like, you know, because like, this, maybe I need to watch it again, because I did, I watched it, you know, I sat there and I was like, you know, paying attention and everything, trying to like, you know, piece it together. There were a lot of questions again that I had, um, you know, like, why don't they, if Bruno's been given a power, like, why don't they trust his vision? You know, I mean, again, that's always the curse of like, you know, foresight or whatever, uh, you know, like with friends when you're like, this is going to go bad and they hate you for it. And then they don't apologize when everything goes bad that you warn them about, you know, people, we just like to, you know, make our own messes. You know, we like to just, you know, I mean, <laughs> have it happen, I guess. So there are just things in the movie that I'm like really super confused about and her not having a power. I don't think was ever exactly clarified, except that like, she was the one to like bring them all back together. Like her power was like a, she's like a therapist. <laughs> like she just needs to go to school and get licensed. That's going to be her, you know, like she's the, the unveiler, like of all the trauma of all the toxicity. I should have seen a lot. I should have felt a lot more uh, kinship with Mirabella than I did. And that I'm just realizing in this moment um, with all the, with all the shit talking I do. So what mom. you're saying <laughs> is that Mirabelle's power is that she has an MFT. Like she's the, <laughs> she's she should MFT. get one, you know, it, I think it would be really helpful. Uh, to to everybody, uh, and that's that's a valuable power to have, you know. The calling, you know, helping people process trauma in a healthy way. Uh, I feel like that's, you know, again, that's like a power. It can't be bestowed. It has to be found. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be. You have to go to grad school. For you that. have to exactly. Oh. Uh, you have to spend a small fortune on it. Uh, no, but like seriously, like she's kind of this balancing force. So like, there's a power in that. But I get what you're saying. Not like a literal power. You know, she couldn't mm-hmm. turn into, you know, a bird or something. <laughs> yeah. I think that if I had to choose any of their powers, I probably would love Camilo. I probably would like to, you know, shapeshift. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only the only non-Columbian cast member actually is the is the actor who plays Camilo. Um, everyone else is uh, Colombian by birth. So oh. Um, or by heritage, I should say. So that's that's a really interesting fact about the whole thing. Um, another interesting fact specifically about Camilo is that uh, Camilo was named after like a guide that the Disney animators and the Disney crew had in Colombia. Oh. And also it's similar to the word, like there's always these significances to their names. So like Camilo kind of evokes the word chameleon. 
And so his shape shifty. Um, Antonio's really interesting. Antonio for Saint Anthony, who apparently could talk to animals. Um, so there's just lovely, lovely little things there. Yeah, but so Joshua, cool. you wouldn't you wouldn't watch this again? Probably not. I mean, okay. if I like the if I I mean, again, I, it's not even that I don't like the type of music because I really do. You know, I, I I love the sound of the soundtrack. I love like you know a lot of the. Um, what they're playing with, but I just was like, ugh, you know, they could have like removed all the songs, you know, and like may it wouldn't have like mattered to me again. Other like, you know, people may take like major issue with that, and that is fine. I I'm allowed to be wrong. <laughs> I mean, okay, I just, so I, I guess, just, you know, there were just things about it that, yeah, I'm not, I'm not necessarily gonna run out and watch this again. Can we talk about how? Can we talk about the fact that we don't talk about Bruno is like an international number one, like song and it's not even like it's entirely expositional like that would that would be like you know that would be like this that would be like the first song being number one where they're just talking about how awful this man bruno is yeah um and like bruno is such an interesting character because it's just like hey i feel i feel shitty because i tell people what happens and then they don't like it and then they end up judging me because i've told them these like crazy things but it's not my fault it's just this is what i'm anticipating is going to happen but a lot of it too is also like self-fulfilling prophecy right because like especially in the wedding thing it's just like bruno said you were gonna have a bad day and then you ended up having a bad day because you were thinking about it like you just fulfilled your own prophecy there right yeah and again that could be like why they're upset because again if you have like if you know bad things are going to happen and you can see that, like, is there a way to change it? Like, mm-hmm. do you really have to tell people, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that goes along with like what I was saying earlier about a friend who might always warn you like, or, and I've been there again, because, you know, you like, are that friend. I'm you that are, friend. So you there, are Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely times where I'm just like, Oh, you were repeating patterns toxic patterns you have to stop this and people hate you and they get so mad and then you're right and then you know it is it is, what it is. <laughs> just throw that away and, and people get upset and, and you then know? you're right you know it comes but again you don't have to you also are not like i'm like this is something i've, I've been learning on this journey of like wanting you know to be a therapist to get my mft it's like you know what my friends need to get their own therapist. I can't be people's therapist. And it's not on my business. And you keep my fucking mouth shut. They didn't pay me. They didn't ask. You know, well, actually, a lot of people do ask. I shouldn't say that. A lot of people do ask for my thoughts on situations. And when I'm honest about them, it doesn't always go well. That's their fault. They asked. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure, dear listener, dear Patreon watcher, y- you have times in your life where that's also true for you. We all do. Um, you know? All the situations in this movie, I feel, are, um, you know, that's the thing. I I do think there is some value to this film. Maybe I shouldn't say I wouldn't watch it again. You know, I I wouldn't be excited to watch it again. But I think there's some interesting things explored here about Mm -hmm. trauma and toxicity and families. um, You know, that sometimes the things that, you know, what make us great and what make us, you know, amazing uh, come from like a really traumatic space. Uh, and, and that's, that's worth exploring, you know, that's worth like talking about, but again, that's not new. I'm sure there are lots of Disney Mm -hmm. movies where that could be said. Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't seen enough of them. I guess (laughs) that's going to change. Um, (laughs) what else? Uh, actually I got through all my notes. So again, watch 
Encanto, and then John Leguizamo's yeah. Freak. Perfect pairing. <laughs> uh, maybe not for children. Actually, that's not that might not be wise. Um, yeah, I want I want you to pair Encanto with like August Osage County. You know, yes, <laughs> I love that play. Love that movie. I'm here. It's for like it. I, like I want it to be like the it, like polar opposite, but still along the line of like dysfunction and family. So it'd be like August Osage County or like the Family Stone, <laughs> <laughs> something along those lines. Um, and folks, if you want to see you know Encanto two, Maribel goes to grad school. Uh, which which would fulfill a lot of like immigrant narrative uh, is that she's gonna go be a therapist and you know fix the rest of the world. Uh, you know, let us know in the comments uh, what that would look like and tell us what your powers uh, what your powers would be. Yes, but, um, I love. I enjoyed. That. I'm in, I'm gonna really enjoy these after school specials. Uh, the after school program that I went to in elementary was some of the fun, the most fun that I ever had in school. So. Uh, Awesome. I have a feeling that'll be the same thing here. Yeah. Yeah. So once again, we thank you uh, for subscribing, for subscribing to our Patreon where you get to watch this uh, go down each, each, uh, each, whatever. I don't want to define it too much yet. I don't want to dig ourselves a hole, but we will be releasing these episodes for fun for you and always. So you can see us. Um, and, and to be honest with you, the, what you see may not necessarily be what is in the recording because I will edit the recording, but you have to like, you know, if you're able to get the video, then that's true. Like, you know, I may, I may edit out the that Joshua just did. Uh, There you go. This is, this might be a lot more messier than, uh, than, than, (laughs) than his (laughs) on the, on the uh, audio only version. And if you're listening to this, because this is a very special free bonus episode just to entice you to our Patreon content, uh, please subscribe. Please tell your friends about Fright School and uh, join in on this fun, Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) Is, is one of the cats with you? In the room uh, right now? They're out. I'll let them in because that'd be a nice hello, right? People yeah. Can see. Uh, come on in. There he is. It's Hemlock. He's coming. Of course. It's always Hemlock. It's always Hemlock making noise. Come here. Come say hello to people. He's a mess right now. He and Lily have been fighting a lot. So they look, he looks, he looks gross. Oh. Say hello. <laughs> Yeah, people. That's another thing, you know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll include videos and and footage of the cats. You just never know what's going to happen. Whatever, what's going to go down on the Fright School Patreon exactly. during our after Fright School special episodes. So, thank you again, Joe. As always, I adore you. I adore you too. Uh, and this uh, is going to be fun. All right, next time from the Casa Madrigal. <laughs> <laughs> See you later, Joshua. Bye. Bye. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California.
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 